Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Coming back from a massive loss can often feel like an insurmountable climb. It can feel like impossible, but it is possible. And in today's conversation with my friend Christine McAllister, we're going to talk about her journey from losing her child to getting control of her life again, to healing, to growing, and to now being a mother. And she's an amazing human being and a great friend of mine. And it was a, honestly, it was an honor to have her come on the show and share her story because there's, there's so much light in her and so much energy and so much about what it means to be able to overcome even the most terrible tragedy imaginable and to take your life back and still be able to feel, be filled with love and joy and happiness and hope. And as I sat talking with, 
Christy and I shared some things on this episode that I've never shared on the podcast before. Um, one is, you know, she's a friend and I, I wanted to be present with her about my own story. And two, because I felt like it was the right time and opportunity to do that. And this episode is, is honestly near and dear to my heart because I, I know what it's like to go through, as I'm sure many of you do, um, to go just through hell and back. And, and I think that if we can leverage a lot of what she's going to lay out for us in today's episode, it's going to be incredibly beneficial for our lives and our journeys, honestly, no matter where we are. And so I'm very excited to have Christine on the show. I'm very excited to go into this conversation. It's one that personally I'm going to hold close to my heart for a very long time to come. So without further ado on Broken Nation, let's get into the show. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Welcome to the Think Unbroken podcast. I'm your host, Michael Unbroken, and this podcast is about helping trauma survivors let go of the past, overcome their fear, discover their identity, become the hero of their own story, and ultimately to be unbroken. Our goal and company is to bring on guests and experts in the fields of mental, physical, and psychological health to help you overcome the past, to take back your power. And in this podcast, we are unedited and unfiltered, and we're going to give it to you real so that you can start to create massive change in your life. If you're curious about learning more outside the podcast, you can get a free copy of my book, Think Unbroken, at book.thinkunbroken.com. That's book.thinkunbroken.com, where you can get a copy of my number one bestselling book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma. The most important thing that you can ever do, my friends, is show up for yourself, and that's where you are today. And I appreciate you. I have massive gratitude for you. And without further ado, let's get into the show. We'll be right back to the show. But before we do, I'm going to take a moment and tell you about my new book, Unbroken Man, A Man's Guide to Being the Hero of Their Own Story. I sat down a few months ago and realized that there are so many men in the world that need guidance, that need support, that need to learn about trauma, removing themselves from toxic masculinity, breaking down the barriers to vulnerability, getting unstuck, and ultimately learning the tools to become the hero of their own story. Unbroken Man is available for pre-order right now if you go to men.thinkunbroken.com where you'll also get access to over $1,000 in bonuses, including the six-week in-depth trauma healing coaching app, which you'll get instant access to. I created Unbroken Man to be accessible to everyone around the world, but it is written for men from the guise of a man, and I hope that you will find it to be a practical tool on your healing journey in the same way that thousands of men around the world have. So check out men.thinkunbroken.com thinkunbroken.com to pre-order and until next time be unbroken hey what's up unbroken nation hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today i'm very excited to be back with you with another episode with my guest christine McAllister, who is the founder of life with passion christine my friend how are you what is happening in your world today Ooh. I am super honored to be here. I have been excited about this for a couple months now, Michael. So thank you for having me. Yeah, it is absolutely my pleasure. I'm excited to have you here today. You have an amazing story, amazing journey, amazing vision about the future. For those who do not know you, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are today. Mm, how did I get to being a 40-year-old entrepreneur doing all of the things? I was 
I'm an oldest, oldest of four. I was your typical oldest type A, high achiever, wanted attention. I was kind of the light of my parents' life until my twin sisters came along when I was two. And I think that really began this whole journey of seeking attention, positive attention, because it suddenly wasn't available for me, right? My mom trying to take care of two babies all by herself plus me. So there's a huge shift that happened there and it turned me into seeking attention by achieving, which is a thread throughout my life. So I won all the scholarships. I was a teacher's pet, all the things, all the way through school. And I started studying media in 1999. I'm still a part of that industry today. Uh, And after grad school studying media, I became a professor, which is not something that I had ever planned to do. I became a professor at age 23. And honestly, Michael, (laughs) the reason that I said yes to that job was because it meant that I would get to fulfill my lifelong dream of having a horse of my own because of where that job was going to take me. It was going to take me to Kentucky, which was a place where I could afford to live on a teacher's salary of 30K and have a horse. And I also quickly realized that wasn't for me because I had always wanted to do my own thing. It took me about five years to get up the guts to walk away from a nine to five and live full time running my marketing agency, which had been my side gig. And I did that five years full time. And then in 2015, I started Life with Passion out of an exploration into the depths of my soul that came out of my big T trauma, which was the full-term, unexplained, unexpected loss of my first child. So I had been on an infertility journey. Uh, I had had three early miscarriages. I wasn't even sure if I could get pregnant because I had, I have PCOS. And the way that I found out I could get pregnant was unfortunately by having a miscarriage. And so I had had these miscarriages and that kind of woke me up to the fact that I wanted to become a parent. And I then had this perfect pregnancy. I was very, very sick, but for the baby, it was perfect. And everything was great. When the car seat was in the car and we just had baby showers, everyone had come in for the weekend. And I had one of my last appointments and I went in and they put the ultrasound thing on and they couldn't find a heartbeat. And I was sent to the hospital to be induced to deliver this baby that I now knew was no longer here. And so I came home from the hospital without the prize, right? Without the baby. And like suddenly finding myself without the former identity that I'd had, right? Like, here Christina is, she's doing, she's done all the right things. She's, she followed the path, blah, blah, blah. Life's been good. I mean, I I dealt with a ton of my own issues. I had dealt with disordered eating and done treatment for that. I had anxiety and depression and I was beating myself up for having those things because I didn't have a big T trauma to point to that caused them. And as a perfectionist, I was like, I shouldn't have these things, right? I made myself wrong for them. Well, when she died, Um, We named her Maeve. When Maeve died, I suddenly, I think, gave myself permission for the first time in my life to be like, 
this is a big deal. <laughs> like I have no, I didn't even know that that was possible. Everybody talks about, oh, once you make it past the first trimester, you're good, right? Once you make it past this number of weeks, the baby can survive outside the womb. And I had been told that pregnant. So when I had this full-term loss, it was like, this is a thing. It is a thing that no one talks about, right? And so I used that like profound grief. Like I would make myself a checklist just to get the dopamine hit of like, uh, take a shower, <laughs> brush your hair, right? Um, I use that grief to go, okay, I am now a parent, but my baby's not here to parent. So how can I create a legacy for her? Because she was real. I don't want people to forget her. And I can see two paths diverging in a wood for me. One of them is lock myself away and numb out for the rest of my life. And I get it. I understand why people do that. And I could totally picture myself doing that. Or find a way to transmute this grief into something good, some kind of a legacy, not only for her, but for me, because I was scared to get uncomfortable. Eh, things are fine, right? And then all of a sudden, that got ripped out from under me. So how was I going to rebuild, right, from, from the ashes? Um, and create something meaningful and help other people and create impact and all the things. So I started looking for my next level and, and that's when I, I started this business. That was almost exactly uh, seven years ago. And it's looked like a lot of different things over the past seven years at the heart of it is really like make, making something positive, making sure she's remembered and, Every day, waking up to <laughs> recommit to being unbroken, basically. Yeah, that's powerful. And thank you for sharing that. I've, I've never actually shared this on the show before, um, but in kind of like this, this parallel with you, obviously not having the same experience, but when I was 23, my, my girlfriend at the time, she had a miscarriage. And so mm -hmm. there's actually a sparrow tattooed on my arm from having experienced that loss with her. And, you know, it's, I've never shared that before because it's never honestly been that relative to anyone I've had on. And so I think that I know that there are unfortunately people who are listening right now who've had those same experiences. And so I know my heart goes out to you and to everyone else who's been a part of that. And, you know, the, the reality and the truth about life, I think is probably one of the most, the most difficult aspect about the truth of the human experience is loss and grieving and suffering and pain. And, and I was thinking about this recently. I was on a show and someone had mentioned something that, oh, you turned your pain into your passion. And I thought about that for a while. I was like, I don't know what the fuck else to do. Right. And so that's kind of where that came from. I was like, all right, let, let's think about this. If our lives are this thing where there is hurt, because there always is, but there's also always the other side of it. There's joy, there's hope, there's love, there's compassion and empathy and happiness and all of those things. We often get rooted into the pain. Like, I think to an extent, like as humans, we like to suffer. Like there's something about that where we can hold on to it and just be like, no, 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 I'm suffering. My life is awful, so let me be in this. And to an extent, like you do need to be in it. You need to grieve. You need to heal. You need to go through that process. It's going to be different for everybody. It might be a month. It might be six months, might be a year. I have no idea. 
what I'm curious about here though, is in those, that moment and in these moments of your life where you're like, shit, this feels like rock bottom. Nothing is working. The world is against me. Cause you know, we go to that place, whether we want to or not, what's that process of pulling yourself through it? Like how, how did you go and how do you go from, all right, I'm acknowledging like terror in my life for lack of a better term to, okay, I'm going to go forward anyway. Oh, that's a great question. I think it's different over the past seven years. So in the beginning, there's this very raw feeling of the grief. Like I'm possessed, obsessed with making something good happen. Like you said, I don't know what else to do, right? Like I've got to, I've got to figure it out because I'm still here, right? I would much rather the roles have been reversed, right? Like I'd had a good life. I would much rather her have had the chance if I had the choice, right? To trade that. And it wasn't my choice to make. And so it was just that like grind of like getting up, letting myself feel, process, surrounding myself with people who could support me, right? To that point in my life, I had not been somebody who was willing to accept help. And so what my relationships looked like were codependency, you know, family, friends, everybody. I took care of them. And then I couldn't get out of bed anymore, right? And so it looked like finally letting people bring meals, finally letting people support me, finally acknowledging that. I would say today, what I'm doing is a lot of like somatic healing and regaining a sense of trust in my nervous system and in my body because I've realized that, hey, to joke, like the body does keep the score, right? Like there's still as much work as I've done so much trauma stored in this body because essentially in a way it, it, it failed me and it failed Maeve. Right. And my nervous system in a way feels to be me. So it's a lot of like, right now I'm like, I feel my feet on the floor. Right. Anytime I get a massage or energy work or anything, they always say something like, man, you got a lot going on in your head or you got a lot going on in your crown shock or whatever. I'm like, no shit. Welcome to my life, right? So a lot of it is just, how do I begin to access this this feeling of safety in my body? And a lot of it is even just being willing to, to feel, to feel my hands, to feel my feet, to use my voice, to speak my truth, to, to get in touch with what is it I, I, I'm actually feeling, right? Rather than masking it with work, rather than masking it with, with whatever, because I'm really comfortable doing that. So it's just the uncomfortable work of like, my adrenals crashed last year, right? Okay, how do I make sure that doesn't happen again? Because that was the result of being in a certain kind of way. So it's basically, Michael, like, if I'm going to boil it down, it's essentially undoing and unlearning everything I've learned over the last 40 years, and all my conditioning, and going, that got me here, it's not going to get me there. How do I 
how do I begin to come come back to, you know, the state in which I was born, right? Yeah, I wrote a note as you were saying, right, talking just now, and I wrote, um, learn to trust your body again. And, and I think that in my own personal experience, understanding dissociation, understanding trauma and abuse and how our brains and bodies get just totally unmapped from each other and looking at the tremendous amount of work that it took for me to get associated again and get back into this thing while still simultaneously like you every single day, the first thing I do, I put my feet on the ground. I go, I am in control of my life. And it's like, all right, think about my body. Think about my mind, kind of bring those things together, step into the routine, start doing all the things because it gives me, I I think through the, I guess for lack of better way to phrase it, I think through the habitual nature of creating my life around making sure that my brain and body is connected, I'm able to function in the world. But I I think so many people don't know where to begin with this. And so with removing this idea of journaling and meditation, because we've talked about it 8 million times, like what, what have you done that you have found has been beneficial for you learning to trust your body again? Basically all of the things that I thought that I had dismissed as being not productive, not a money-making tech. I have time for that. That's for other people. For instance, taking a freaking walk. I was the person that I was like, if it's not cardio, it's dumb. And I don't have time for that shit, right? I want abs. I don't have time for yoga, you know? I mean, yoga, going on a walk, sitting under the tree in my backyard, right? Leaning up against it. All hippie things that, you know, Christine seven years ago would have been like, that's such bullshit. (laughs) Who are you? You're never going to have what you want, right? Because you're doing that. You're lazy. All that. And being willing to, gosh, like work with somatic healers, right? I mean, even things like um, one of my doctors taught me the cross body, like you're you're tracing a seatbelt. Like from your shoulder to your diagonally, doing that five times on each side, next, sides of the body. Putting your hands out in front of you, twisted, and pulling them like this. And talking through things while I'm doing this creates a sense of safety and connection in the body. Uh, Anything can, like to your point, get you in touch with the actual feeling with the senses and out of the head that's spinning in anxiety and fear and overwhelm and sympathetic nervous system dominance. Right. I mean, it's breathing, right. I mean, breath work apart from meditation, even this idea of breath as work, right. All of it coming, I'll tell you one of the most annoying things is coming back a million times a day to being like, I'm here right now. I'm not in the past trying to change it. I'm not trying to control the future because I could joke and say like control. And I would say like maladaptive control is a love language for me. Like that's my comfort zone. (laughs) So what can I do to be here? To literally be in the room or the virtual room as opposed to multitasking as a form of, of control, right? This that perceived sense of control that doesn't actually exist. 
We'll be right back to this episode of the Think Unbroken podcast in just a moment, but I wanted to invite you to come and join the Think Unbroken Discord community. If you don't know about Discord, it's being built on Web3, which is a platform that we as the users get to own. So no more Instagram or Facebook or algorithms getting in the way of you seeing and, and being a part of content. In the Discord channel, we're going to grow this to hundreds of thousands of community members, hopefully over time. But today, it's small, it's close, it's intimate, where you'll be able to get access to live coaching with me, where you'll have chat with the Unbroken Nation community, where you can talk about a range of topics, anywhere from thinking about habits and growth mindset, goals, trauma, recovery, dating, relationships, career, accountability, business, meditation, feedback, and more. And so all you have to do is go to thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's thinkunbroken.com slash discord. That's D-I-S-C-O-R-D to join the Unbroken Nation community. That that actually leads perfectly into a thought I had is looking at, so I'm super type A for sure. Um, my, my greatest superpower and flaw is stubbornness. Um, I could change the world or destroy it with that power. I know this. Um, and so I've learned how to leverage it for the better. One of the things that has been probably one of my greatest victories for lack of a better way to phrase it is learning to let go of control. And, and you mentioned a couple of things that I want to bring light to, because I think it's really important, especially as people who have survived traumatic experiences, we go to control as an autonomic response to create these parameters of safety, because without control, it feels like the world's upside down. Like we can't seem to fucking do anything. And the moment, like, I mean, I remember I'd used to be so controlling of my life and the people around me that they would just stop talking to me and hanging out. And I recognize the truth of it. Like the only real, the only real sense of freedom that I had was when I figured out how to let go. And I think one of the more difficult aspects of life is, you know, when it comes to loss, when it comes to grief, when it comes to even like being type A and on a high level achiever who gets scholarships and, you know, that's how you get your attention. That's significance for you, right? How do you go through that process of, of creating a space to let go of that control? Great question. I think because I am so stubborn, for me, it had to be a universal two by four. So there have been glimpses of me getting these messages of like, when you play, when you do something for the sake of it, because it is not, does not come naturally to me. I literally have multiple books on my shelf that are like, why it's important to play. One is called when I relax, I feel guilty. Hello. Right. So for instance, there was a period in my life when I would, every time I would go to the barn, whether it was riding or not, every time I would go to the barn to, to see the horses, just play and pleasure for me, I would come back to something positive, wonderful, positive happening in my business. And it, it, it became a thing that I then knew, okay, now I'm getting attached to if I do this, then I do this. And of course it doesn't work, right? But essentially I needed to get to a point where I burned myself out so massively that I realized that I had to change the way that I was doing things or I wasn't going to be able to continue with life. Like I couldn't get out of bed. 
I couldn't stop crying. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And that was even more terrifying, right? Which compounded the problem. And so because of my own stubbornness and like, oh yeah, yeah, that works for them, but not for me. I needed to get to the point where I was literally like, I think I'm dying. So let's try to do this a different way in order for me to accept some of these practices to get this idea that on some level I had I had made improvements, but it wasn't going to be enough to get where I wanted to go to help help me reach my goals, that it there is value in surrender and that that is a daily practice. Surrender, presence, learning to, as cheesy as it is, be a human being rather than a human doing. Like these are the things that I'm working to embody now because natural tendency is always going to be, oh, you just need to work more. Well, what if you can't work more, right? What if you literally can't work anymore? Okay, let's figure out a different way to find peace and satisfaction in the now, right? Instead of going, oh, when I hit this milestone or, oh, when this happens in my personal life and business or whatever, right? It's that destination thinking stuff that I lived in for so long that now coming back to, again, like, how do I be here? How do I be here? Even when it sucks, how do I be here? How do I actually let myself feel good? Because on the other side of it, I love to like make something great in my life and then promptly like feel guilty for doing it or enjoying it or achieving it, right? So how do I let myself feel more fully and, and, and let that again, feel safe to my body? I love that you brought in that that word guilt around it because that's been this really impactful part of my journey is letting go of that as an achiever. Like, you know, people look at me and they go, man, you've got this podcast, all these books, you coach, you run all these businesses, you volunteer, you spend all your time over here. And I'm like, there was a period of time where I would feel guilty for not doing those things. Wow. Right. And now I just embrace, I go, Oh, actually this is who I am. It's okay to do this. It's okay to show up as myself. It's okay to not be the guy who watches Netflix all night. It's okay to want to build something beautiful and allow it just to exist. And at the beginning of this year, I was thinking about like what word I wanted to use to define the year, just a single word, not a phrase, not a sentence, but something I could call back to that is just a reminder of like, why the fuck am I here? Why am I doing this? And the word was fun. And I, and it became because like you, I've, I've actually read a couple of those books as well. Cause I'm like, if you grow up not knowing that you're allowed to have fun or if when you do have fun, there's some type of punishment or ramification, or when you are trying to move towards these big goals in youth, fun becomes like outside of the scope of acceptability. Then suddenly you're like, all right, I'm 28, 36, 52 years old, and you've never enjoyed life. And and I've noticed that was me. And like, there are certain things about me I will always have, like, I'm always going to work on vacation. It's who I am. But I'm also going to turn off, you know, I'm going to go to basketball games and football games and plays and musicals and the amusement park and chill and play. Like last night, I went bowling with friends. Like, you know, it's it's about can you can you get to that place of, and even though I don't necessarily love this word, I don't think there's a better word to use, but can you get to this place of balance of moving towards your goals, but also like 
enjoying your life because it, it hit me. I was like, shit, man, I'm going to die. And I don't want to die having not experienced the fruits of my labor, right? Which is, I think the thing that high achievers get caught up in is suddenly you're, you know, you're 90 and you're like, shit, I never had fun ever. And, and that to me, I don't want to be the, the Henri, which I probably will be cranky old man. Who's always like, you kids. Oh, instead I want to be having fun with them. And so I think that that's a big deal to go through this process of, of allotting yourself that space. But I, I want to rewind and go back to that word guilt though, because I know that in the beginning, especially for me, like I would beat myself up about it. Like, dude, you can't go to the movies. You got to run this business. You got to coach these people. You got to do all this shit. When you started getting deeper into this process of allowing yourself to be a human being, right? Um, what, what was that process around with guilt and shame and self-judgment and criticism? Hmm. I listened to enough like tapping videos around detachment and basically it needed to start with me not getting what I wanted because I was doing doing it that way <laughs> again because I'm so stubborn. And so I had a lot of attachment to like, oh, well, I'm I'm going to do this thing to act like I'm surrendering or letting go of guilt. Really, it's because I want the thing. Really, it's because I want this income or this client, whatever. And what I realized in listening to enough of those teachings was like, let's unravel why you want those things. Because you believe what? Eventually, if you ask why, 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 why enough, it's to be happy. In order to be happy, I believe that if I make six figures in my business, then I'll be happy. I believe that if my if my coaching or whatever is booked out, then I'll be happy, right? They tended to be business for me because, you know, passion. And so I I I did that for a while. And then I would hit things, right? As as we do, as high achievers do, do it's part of the process. I would hit these things and I would go, I don't feel any different, right? Or I sat across from a friend of mine who had her first million dollar year. And she goes, I'm ready to quit and go to the coffee shop. I'm so burned out. I'm so miserable. Right. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So looking, studying myself, studying the people around me and going, this belief that I've had for so long that has been running the show and driving me and pushing me, it is not, it's not true looking around at people who actually appeared to be content that I had judged as being lazy or not ambitious or whatever projection projection, right? Man, they're happy. They are happy. They are content. What is my issue? And going, okay, I'm also just going to have to feel guilty for a minute because this is my, this is my state of being. This is my conditioning at this point, right? This is my experience. So it's not automatically going to feel great. If man, what I've really wanted for so long is a massage, but I wouldn't give myself permission to spend, invest the money in that, right? I might be laying on the table feeling hella guilty and it's the practice of letting myself feel that and it not driving me back into the thing that it is designed to do, which is to keep me sane, right? To your, I have this silly saying that to your brain safe is same, even if it sucks, Right. And it's true. 
I mean, everything that we're dealing with, right? Ego, all this stuff trying to keep me sane. So that guilt, I just had to feel it, right? That shame, I just had to feel it and go, all right, well, we survived that. Now, maybe the next time we'll feel a little bit less. I was thinking about as you were talking about your your friend who had a million dollars and wanting to quit from being burned out, but also not like my thought with that and having those experiences, whether it's you know these big contests I've won or speaking or writing books or whatever it is it it always comes kind of comes back to like when like there is this two seconds of like euphoria and joy, and then I go next. Right. And one of the things, so Grant Cardone, if folks don't know, who's one of my mentors, you know, he told me one time we're, we're on, I'm on stage in front of 10,000 people talking at his event, you know, and he was just giving me these massive accolades and he goes, dude, 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 take your flowers. And, and that was this really beautiful moment. And even, I think it was the first time anyone had ever said anything like that to me. And what it meant to me in that was just acknowledge the truth of the accomplishment, like sit in it for a moment, be okay with it, right? there, Because the next thing is still coming, but can you have eight minutes of joy about what it is you just did? Because if not, then like, why are you doing it, right? And, and I think that's a really important part of this entire journey is when you accomplish things, because we all are accomplishing things like, and sometimes like accomplishing things is like getting out of the house for the first time in a week. Like, and that really is true. And I, I feel like, you know, there was a point of time in my, my mid twenties where I was just like, I'm not fucking leaving. I'm, I'm going to play video games all day. I'm ordering pizza in like, I'm going to get high all day. I'm not doing anything. And, and there were weeks like that at a time. And then it was like, all right, put on your shoes, go for a walk. And, and sometimes that's the victory in that moment. And it doesn't feel like it because you go, it's such a part of light. Like you should be doing it anyway, which yes, you should be doing it anyway. Let's be very clear about that. But I, I think more so in those moments of when you've accomplished something, when you've hit a milestone, when you've done something of, of valor to yourself, not to anyone else, which I think is incredibly important is to just simply sit it and be like, yes, I did that. Congratulations to me. Take your fucking flowers. And, and I think that's a part of this experience too, that's so often missed out on. And so what I'm curious about is how do you celebrate yourself when you have milestones, when you have victories, when you do things, um, you know, that you're like, man, this is important. This mattered. I, I accomplished a goal today. Yeah. Uh, I like to have a dance party by myself. I now have two living children, two and five. So sometimes, sometimes I do it with them, right? We turn on a silly song and just, I act like a kid, which, you know, it's, it's easy for me to do that in business. I'm real quirky and it's just whatever. I've, I've owned that part of myself. It's harder. It's definitely an edge for me to enjoy being a parent, I found super challenging because I go into like control protective mode, like heightened anxiety about something happening to my living children based on my experience. And so like, consciously making talk, hey, mommy, mommy's podcast got released today. This is a big deal. They don't know what a podcast is, but hey, we're going to dance about it, right? So I would say that's one. Another thing, <laughs> so random and silly, but it is like, um, my mouth is watering right now because the other thing I love to do is go for some really good seafood. So I live in Kentucky. We're landlocked. And there are a couple places that 
fly in seafood. And so that's like, that's such a, feels like such an expansive thing for me to go sit in a beautiful restaurant and have some yummy shrimp. Um, and so those are the two things that really help me to kind of like body and recognize like, this is, this is something that you worked for. And, and to your point, it could be really, really small, right? Like, yes, I just had a great interview, like so good, or it could be huge. And I think either way, it's, it's, it's marking it, it's anchoring it right with something. Yeah. My, minus pizza. Like that's one of my favorite things to do. Like I'll go rock one of these. Cause I don't eat pizza except when I'm like, I've accomplished something. It's like, you know, when you give, you know, give a mouse a cheese, it's kind of like that kind of concept, accomplish the goal, get the cheese when you come through the maze. And, and that's what I will go to. So, you know, and, it, and it's little things like that, but it's also, you know, going to the movies, it's, it's doing things as well as just in the moment, giving yourself a pat on the back. And, and I will, I will go, I'm fucking crushed it. Like sometimes I think people believe that I'm arrogant or egotistical, which may be true. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just me, but I have self-belief in such a strong way about my accomplishments, because if you do not have that, and I tell people all the time, if you don't believe in yourself, who will? And so Christine, my friend, I appreciate you coming on here. I appreciate you sharing your story and your vulnerability. Before I ask you my last question, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Mm -mm. Yes, thank you. So totally unrelated to this conversation. I have a podcast guesting checklist. If you want to be a great guest, you can grab it at lifewithpassion.com slash checklist. Brilliant. And, and I think it's like, everyone has a story to say, right? Everyone has a story to tell. And if, and I I want to point people that to a moment, yes, it may be unrelated, but all of this is about telling stories. This is how we come together. This is how we share experiences. This is us at our most native self sitting around the fucking virtual campfire. Right. And so if you, if you've been curious and you're like, I've always wanted to be a podcast, because I know some of you guys reach out to me, if you want to be on a, a podcast and be a guest, go and go and click the link. We'll put it in the show notes and in the bio and, and check out what Christine does because it matters. Um, my last question for you, my friend, what does it mean to you to be unbroken? It's as simple as, as getting up again every day. I mean, I would say the reason that I've survived that a lot of people classify as one of the worst experiences you can have as a human is making that choice every day, right? What what story am I going to tell today? And how am I going to come back stronger because of it, right? That, to me, that's everything. That is the essential quality of of being and staying unbroken. It's beautifully said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. I'll see you. Unbroken Nation, hope that you just got a tremendous amount of value from today's episode. I want to know 
what you think. Please do me a favor and review, rate, and share the episode with three friends on social media today. It would mean the world if you did, because ultimately at the end of the day, creating community and connection is how we heal generational trauma in the world. And I need your help to do that Unbroken Nation. So if you're on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you are, please like, comment, share, review. I want to know not only what you like about the show, but how I can make the show better, how I can make this further about helping you on your healing journey. So do me a favor. And when you do shoot me a screenshot of you making the review to my DM at Michael Unbroken on Instagram so that I can have a conversation with you, say hi, and more importantly, so I can share it with the Unbroken Nation. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll be right back, but I wanted to take a quick moment to tell you about the Think Unbroken six-week trauma healing coaching program. If you go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com, you can sign up for the six-week daily Think Unbroken Trauma Healing Coaching Program. In this program, we're going to go over the six principles of healing trauma, adaptation, understanding the impacts of trauma, how to become the hero of your own story, what to do next, and ultimately what it means to be unbroken. For more information about this six-week coaching program, which you can download as an app on your phone and take with you everywhere, no matter where you are in the world, it's interactive. It's built about giving you practical tools that you can use in real time. And if you're ready for what's next in your life, go to coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Again, that's coaching.thinkunbroken.com. Now let's get back to the show. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.